Welcome to Family Fun Every Day. Today we are playing Paper Towel Bouncing, a fun five minute game where you only need a bouncy ball and a roll of paper towels to play. Hey you guys, that is the voice of my friend Brittany and two of her nephews who are having a whole lot of family fun. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 82 of Exactly Enough Time. podcast is about being present. It is also about playful creativity and other things like curiosity, happy colors, and connection. I am a storyteller and I love to interview interesting people and talk about what they do and why they do it. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. I love my podcast listeners. If you are new, welcome. And if you've been listening to exactly enough time for a while, thank you. How we doing, you guys? Who thinks that this COVID thing has stretched out just about long enough, <laughs> right? Well, I'm super excited today to share this episode with you because this will infuse you and your home, your family, with a greater degree of fun in easy, totally doable ways. I have my friend Brittany on the podcast and I'll tell you what, as we head back to school, which looks like all kinds of different, I know you're going to welcome Brittany's ideas so that you can just give yourself permission, you and your family, whatever that looks like, lots of permission to play, to gather together around easy games that take as little as five minutes. You are going to be blown away by the resources that Brittany has created online via YouTube and her website, familyfed.com. Listen in on our conversation as I reconnect with Brittany and learn a whole lot more about what she's been up to. Okay, I am now on the line with Brittany Beatty. Is it Beatty, Brittany? It is Beatty. Yep, you had it right. Okay, Rhymes with good. Katie. I'm so glad. <laughs> Rhymes with Katie. I am on the line with Brittany Katie Beatty. No, <laughs> just Beatty, Brittany. Brittany, I'm so truly excited to talk to you. Um, and I just have to let everyone know right off the bat, I'm probably just excited to talk to you. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to talk on the podcast, but you reached out to me probably a week or so ago and we have worked together in the past. Mm -hmm. And I just like when I saw your name in my inbox, I'm like, "What? What does Brittany want?" Because <laughs> I was just <laughs> excited to see your name. So, well, let's I just start. Oh, and I talk over you and I will talk over you. I'm super good at that. <laughs> but Same. anyway, I'm happy you're here. Hi, Brittany. I should say hi. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I just love you as well. So it's, it's a treat to be able to talk with you. Oh, I love it. And we're going to share this conversation with, with listeners. So Brittany, start out. Just tell us who you are. You can tell us your version of how we know each other um, if you want, if you want to weave that in. Um, I would love to know what you've been doing for the last several years. And, yeah. then, and then we'll transition into what we're, you know, our topic. 
So perfect. I would love that. Well, I studied um, English, so editing and writing have always been a passion of mine in college. And right as soon as I finished, story has always been really important to me as well. So I would do oral and family histories and and be able to put together books for families who just had a whole bunch of random stories or just audio interviews. So I loved working on that. And that love for story also led me to work for Creating Keepsakes magazine, which was all about preserving family stories and recording those memories. And that's where we got to meet, which was so much fun. (laughs) So we go way back and even had the chance to be with each other sometimes as we would go around and travel and teach scrapbooking mm-hmm. to other people. So we went to been... Japan together. I, that's the one that I remember the most, probably because it was a pretty big trip. Yeah, pretty cool. that, that was so fun. Anyway. So we've been able to eat sushi from yes, delicious sushi straight from Japan. It's amazing. Yes. Well, that's a story, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true, right? Um, so yeah, love, love the family stories and family and story have both been important. So after that, um, after leaving Creating Keepsakes, I went and worked as the managing editor at another magazine called The New Era, which is a magazine published by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to help strengthen youth in living the gospel. Yeah. And after some time there, I switched kind of audiences and now worked with children and how to strengthen children in living the gospel. And then just several months ago, started my own company um, oh. called Family Fed. So the F-E-D stands for fun every day. And the whole purpose is to be able to strengthen families through play, through creating just, even if it's five minutes a day of intentional play and oh. bonding time. And the purpose there is really just as a lot of busy moms or busy dads will turn to meal plans to say, I don't have time to think about dinner, but if I can plan it ahead of time and there's a recipe put together for me, it just makes it easier to have healthy meals. And it's similar with family fed, um, where it's just coming up with ideas where I, if I can do the work and the prep and all it takes is five minutes for a family to be able to then play and spend that time together, that's oh. my goal is to strengthen families just through those little daily, again, intentional interactions. I just, okay. I love the idea of play. I'm going to stop you right here. Okay. I have so much to say already, but that's so interesting because I've now been on your website a number of times. I've printed a couple things. We'll talk about that, but I kept calling it family F-E-D. Mm-hmm. And then I hear you now say family fed. And now I'm like, oh, I get it. Like feed your family with play, with just this, this bringing people together in with a whole lot of fun, intentional fun. Yeah. So now I understand you feed your family physically and now let's feed them. And this is really emotionally, it's spiritually, it kind of covers a whole gamut because anytime we're together, Mm -hmm. that connection, you know, is, is strengthened. So thank you. Family fed. I love it. Yeah. Just, and just because we do, we feed our individuals breakfast, lunch, dinner, but do we take the time to feed the family unit as a whole? Because that needs nourishing and strengthening just as much as the individual bodies do. Yes. Our body of a family needs it. Okay. So. And honestly, I I have been a lover of play. The idea mm-hmm. of even from a scientific standpoint, because I've done a lot of reading and research about it, and it is well documented in yeah. scientific and social uh, sciences how important play is. And we mm-hmm. talk about it a lot. I'm in a creative industry and you really are still too as well, especially mm-hmm. as you, you know, address the needs of children that, that play is so important and kids know how to do it naturally. And then somehow we unlearn that. And so we almost as adults need to relearn it, you know? But Absolutely. Anyway. I think that's one of the most important things too. And, and I think even with parents, when they know I need to have something fun for the kids to do, 
how often do we remind ourselves to jump in and do it with them? Because it is, mm-hmm. it, it's like children play is something children do, but no, it's so good when as adults, we re like, just like you said, when we relearn that mm-hmm. and do it with them, it's, it is, it's good. It's good for imagination. It's good bringing out laughter, which is so good for the body in so many ways and mm-hmm. reducing stress and just all of these great things that happen when we play of all through all ages. Yes. And and part that I read on your website, and I'm just going to um, read a part of it back to you and just and just keep us talking. But you said, I've always thought that playing games together brings a bond that can't be created in any other way. So I want to comment, remind me to comment on that, that first sentence. And then where everyone can let go of worries and feel comfortable letting their true selves shine and where unforgettable laughter and memories are made. There is so much truth in those, what, 25 words, 30 words? Yeah. Um, that first sentence, when I first read that, I thought, well, I, was, I just kind of questioned it. I thought, what, to, you know, brings people together with a bond that can't be created in any other way? And I was like, what, really? And then all of a sudden, I just literally had this rush of memories back to playing this game called Aggravation with my mom and my brothers, you know, like on a summer afternoon or these long, days long games of Monopoly that I would play oh. with cousins and sisters. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, she's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you get, and you talk about being your true self, you get to be your competitive self. You get to be your, you know, sometimes when you're, you choose not to, what am I, you know, when you're playing a game and you can sort of disadvantage the, the you know, the, your fellow player or you can help them out. Like you get yeah. to make all kinds of choices when you're mm-hmm. playing games mm-hmm. and, and you get to learn how to lose nicely, you know, yeah, so and, you, and you get to learn how to win and be champion. So I'm, you know, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to say to you that when I read that, I was like, wait, what, what? And then I was like, <laughs> no, she's right. That's absolutely true. And especially now in the middle of this crazy year pandemic mm-hmm. let would you like to let go of some worries would you like to just you know <laughs> like yeah. give your brain something else to focus on I just yep. love that play well, game even as you mentioned during this pandemic time one of my favorite things that I think will be my most cherished memory of the pandemic is I live just a couple miles from my sister's house so um, when we were inside and I would just take my daily walk to her house and I would play games with my nephews through the window um, and so there were silly things that we would do, but that is my favorite memory. And I think it's one of those oh. things that I could have talked to them through the window. You know, I talked to them over the phone a lot, but there's yeah. something about, I will always go back to 2020 as that fun time that I had through the window with my nephews to still keep that bond up. And I really think it is those games that I'm, re- that I will remember more than anything. Yeah. That we created some silly moments there. So it's of all of those, that's like my biggest memory I think of, of so far as the pandemic. So isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Because I do think our brains want to focus on everything that's gone wrong and everything that feels upside down when really <clears throat> there is a whole lot that, and like that, I mean, that's pretty amazing when you say your best memory, right? Looking through a window and playing a game. So tell us, can you tell us the game you played? How do you play a game through a window? (laughs) So just on some of it, I would just walk and come up with something on my way. So we did um, some where it was like, guess the Disney song. So we would take turns on each side of the window where they'd have to act out the lyrics to the song. And we would have to try and guess what Disney song it was that we were doing. So that was one of them. 
Okay, um, that's awesome. It was so much fun. <laughs> Sometimes we would just do like dance party add-ons where they would do a move and then I would do a move and they would do a move, which was hilarious because I'm here standing on the sidewalk and there's yeah. neighbors walking by. And sometimes like when they saw a car or somebody that they knew coming, they'd hurry and hide behind me. But I thought, who who cares what other people are thinking when they see me dancing on the sidewalk by myself? Because what matters to me is what my nephews will remember. And- Can I tell you what they're thinking? Because when I see someone doing something like that, I think to myself, some people choose to have more fun. That's literally yeah. what I think. You can it's live true. on a higher fun level or not. And mm-hmm. you, that's exactly what people were thinking. And, and I think it goes back to that unlearning, right? As an adult, I say, yes. oh, what will people do? And it's like, no, just just play and have fun. And, and hopefully it will It'll bring a smile to their face that here's this lady doing dance moves that she doesn't know how to do, but her nephews are teaching her, you know? Exactly. So, so that was one. And even one as simple as hide and seek, which it's on a front porch. There's not a lot of places to hide. And if you're still in the room, there's not a lot of places to hide, but that made it so much fun knowing there's like three places and you have to try and like peek through the corners of the window to see if you can see them anyway. So we were just even laughing with that. So it doesn't have to be anything big or grand, just anything that makes you smile and laugh, I think is a win. Yes. And I love that you do not have children of your own. I don't. Right. So you, I love that as the aunt, right. You're positioning yourself in these nephews' lives as this playful adult. So mm-hmm. talk to me just for a minute about that, the the strength or power, um, you know, in an extended family, you know, just outside those immediate bonds, which are also very important. I'd love to just hear your thoughts about that. Yeah, it's one of those things that um, I view the role, and somebody, um, her, Sherry Dew had mentioned it years, probably a couple of decades ago, and talked about the art her quote was, are we not all mothers? And that has always struck me because I want to obviously be able to have children of my own, but that opportunity hasn't presented itself. So I thought, how can I still mother without having my own children? And I've looked at that and said, I can compliment what my sister is doing to raise her children and I can help mother them in a different way that, that can support that, that moms always can't, you know, we can be the Uh second voice or we can just be that, that fun nurturing aspect of it. And so I've always mm. just looked at it that way, that being with my nephews, I'm not their mother, but I can still help mother through nurturing and caring and play. So that's always been really important to me to build that bond with them. And and it is neat because they, you know, obviously a, a mother's love, you can't can't tell, but boy, I sure love those boys. We have yeah. all boys in my family. Um, so it's just neat to be able to establish those bonds with them. And I do think it, same thing with my grandparents, with their other aunts or uncles that the more that we create those relationships with them, it, it just models, it creates more models for them to be able to follow. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we learn so much from them yeah. in all these situations too. So it strengthens us as adults to learn from these amazing children or slash yeah. in our lives. So, Well, it's interesting, um, Brittany, and I wasn't planning on, on saying this or sharing this, but I'm I'm raising four sons and they're mostly all young adults now. But, you know, a couple of them, I'm thinking of a couple different instances in their teen years when there's a natural, you they need to pull away from mom and dad. And let's just be honest, mom and dad are super not cool for a couple of years, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, it's it's the roll your eyes years. And and there were, there were times when I was so grateful for my extended family because almost in the same, you know, the sentence following where he'd be like, mom, you're so dumb you know, yeah. but Aunt Darcy, right? Or mm-hmm. Uncle Theron, mm-hmm. I mean, he, children are able to identify, like you said, and create connections with these people 
you know, that aren't their parents, but that mm-hmm. espouse the same or similar values that you do. And that's such a powerful gift and something that I'm so grateful for. And I just had one of my nephews come and just spend a few days, you know, at our house. And I just, I just Fun. loved it. I just relished those relationships. So, mm-hmm. so tell me now, because, um, where did this passion start for you? I mean, I read on your website, you have a huge collection of board games. I'd like to go back to your childhood for a little bit. <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me about you as a kid and how did this all get started? I have just always had this immense passion for board games. So when I was little, whether it was birthday or Christmas, when people asked what I would want, it was always board games. So, and I still have them. And even still, that's one of my favorite things to get for a birthday or Christmas is a board game. Um, Just, and I think it, it probably goes back to understanding back then that it it is that laughter or, and I, I don't even know how to describe it, but I think I always have just had that passion of how it can bring people together, especially with technology nowadays, Mm -hmm. where if you're doing something fun, you're not as tempted to pick up your phone or you don't need to live there. And so you can just be looking in each other's eyes. You can be present. Um, I spent summers, some of my best friends growing up, we loved playing little card games. And so we would just do that all the time. And so I think it's, it's just always been something and I don't, don't know why, just that it's been within me. And now hopefully I can see one reason is maybe I can use this love for games to help strengthen other families too, just because it's so innate in me. And I, yeah, I don't know. I just think it brings, I just love how it brings everyone together. Like we talked about earlier. So ever since the time I was little, it's always been something that I love and now creating new games and doing that is kind of fun on that side. Right. And that's kind of what I want, where I want to go next. So you have this background in English editing. Mm-hmm. You're an excellent editor. I hope you never had to edit one of my articles. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and now um, with this passion, so tell me about the moment, if you can identify a moment or a little bit about the process of you deciding to create this hub of family fun where, where parents can come and access these resources to now I know feed like their family. Yeah. So tell me, what, where'd you get the idea and how did you find the courage or whatever to act on it and build it out? So it's something that I guess I just feel really drawn to from a spiritual standpoint in there. So I remember the moment um, I was talking with some coworkers and we were talking about how to strengthen families and and you know said a lot of people just want ideas, but because um, the place that I worked for was a global organization and there's a wide variety of resources from one family in one country to another family, um, right. or even within a country that we said, I remember saying, I wish we could do this, but we can't mm. because it just wouldn't work here. And that's when that strong feeling came that said, but you can. Um, oh, and, so wow. thought, and, and then just over a period of time, that idea never left me of there's something that I can do to help families through play and through creating those bonds and those memories that come with that intentional time together. So it just kind of grew and grew. And, and that idea of feeding the family as a unit was one that came to mind. And I just thought I, you know, where I don't have children of my own, I have time um, to be able to come up with these ideas that I love doing with my nephews. And I thought, why not share those? And um, my nephews at the time too, they had said, you know, wouldn't it be so fun to create a YouTube channel Oh. Thought, well, let's let's merge these together. So we, I started playing games with them, and they would record. So they got to, you know, kind of have that little YouTube channel, and I got to share game ideas, and and that has been a great blessing too. Just because I look back now and watching those videos, we've now been doing them for a few years, and seeing them as they were little and watching them play, and being able to 
kind of see their growing up over time has been so much fun with that too. So that's kind of where it all started. Wow. I thought, no, there's, there's something that I need to do to put even more time into this to really, huh. again, be able to strengthen families in a different way where I can put in time and it, all they need is five minutes. I love how, um, you know, technology is such a part of children's lives. And I don't know that we can, I don't know that we want to move all the way away from it. But what I love about that is that, and I didn't know about the YouTube channel, but what a great way to involve these nephews in positive ways with technology, right? Mm -hmm. In, in the way that I think it was designed for, which is just sharing goodness, you know what I mean? And, and spreading, you know, good ideas. So I'm going to have to, I'll I'll put one of the videos in the show notes. And then of course, I'm going to link to all of these things that we're talking about, but that's such a great, powerful thing again, right? Just to involve them with the technology in positive ways. Mm -hmm. So cool. Okay. I'm going to jump to your website now. Do you do this all by yourself? Do you have any other writers or creators or tell me about that? Cause this is amazing what you've created. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, just me right now, but obviously as I interact with my family and have that, then, you know, ideas come from them. So I yeah. do think that uh, as you, you know, my family is a big part of it as well, but yeah, most of it is just, that's amazing. I think nonstop about games. So I just always have ideas running through my head more than I could ever be able huh. to create and publish. And so it's just, and then all the graphics, like, are you a, are you a graphic designer or you're enough of one that you're making these awesome images <laughs> as well? Just kind of, yeah, learning it as I go. So some of that stems back to working at Creating Keepsakes. Yep. They were always teaching ideas of design. And so while uh, I, I don't have any official background in it, just trying to take what principles I have learned and apply it over. So yeah, uh, right now it's just me. Okay. So I think I'm just on the main, I'm, I'm actually scrolling through your website on my phone while we talk because mm-hmm. I'm so impressed. I just want to share some of the different kinds of categories. And then I really want you to dive in and just give us a couple ideas that we can actually walk away with and maybe, you know, engage with our family members, even right after listening to the podcast, you know, and these are different posts um, on your website, mm-hmm. 13 easy games for camping and hiking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the next one is a super cute image and it says draw with popsicles. I'm like, <laughs> hello, that's so fun. Six questions to ask to create daily family time. Mm-hmm. Cube crash, which is a printable, um, you know, that you've got it all prepared. So you download it, you print it, and then you basically, the kids can help you construct it. And then you play this game. Yeah. So you've got arts and crafts, you've got stuff for holidays. You've already mentioned Disney songs and Disney is such a big part of childhood, but you've got Disney movie night games, boredom busters. I mean, hello friend. (laughs) (laughs) This is like really, really robust. Now I want you to, you've got food games. I mean, educational games, how to talk to teens, Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it truly goes on and on. I'm so super impressed. Oh, so um, now I want you to just dive in and, and give me some of those ideas that you've shared. Yeah. Maybe. So a lot of them I try to do with just items that you have around your house. So one of them that you mentioned was the boredom busters. And that's one where I think you can take any two objects or any three objects that you have and see how you put them together. So I love doing some things within that. Um, and on these boredom buster type ideas too, it's one where you can say, let's all get together for five minutes. And for the teens or for the children, it's a really easy commitment to say, I can do five minutes, but then usually they end up taking 30 minutes or an hour because everyone loves playing it. Yes. So some things like even taking a spoon and a marshmallow and tying them together with some dental floss to create your own <laughs> little ball and cup or kendama game. And it's so simple. And you just see like what tricks you can do 
with in there, or I have somewhere, just take empty um, paper towel rolls and get a bouncy ball. And you can do one where you have to like put a, the bouncy ball on the top and then throw oh. it up in the air on top of the paper towel holder, flip it upside down and try and catch it. Yeah. Or even if you have three paper towel rolls and you can get three members of the family to turn the paper towel rolls horizontally and one of them starts the bouncy ball and then the next person in line has to catch it and put it through their paper towel roll. And then the next oh person goodness. has to catch it and get it through their paper towel roll. Or even taking like paper towel roll, putting it upright and just trying to, something as simple as trying to bounce a ball into the center of it. Um, yeah. So just, you know, so many things you can do even with those simple supplies that you have on hand. So that's... Well, and I love... You're just creating, you're, you're teaching kids how to be creative, right? Which is how to problem solve. And you're giving them this, because we don't, we don't, in our world, we don't have to be super resourceful. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? No. Not like I look at my grandparents and they were so resourceful and that's such a spring of creativity and happiness really. So I love that, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, I just think you're giving them those skills without even knowing it. That's not your intent, but that's what's happening. So, and it's well, fun. yeah, I know. And it, it does too. And it's fun with those because after, sometimes even after we play the main game for a little bit, then they, their minds do go straight to that. Well, what if we did this? And then we'll play that for five or 10 minutes. And then well, what if we do this? So it does, it just sparks that idea of what, what games can you create with these two items? And if you just set up that very first scenario, they'll take it and run with it. And what I love about that is it's even more, not only is it the great family time, but it's more tech free time for them too. They're Mm -hmm. not rushing back to try to get to anything. So they'll just keep playing and and their imagination shine. And it's so fun. I love it. Okay. You you can go on. I keep interrupting. Okay. So then I think, oh, interruptions are great. Um, Another one that's really important for me is building skills. I think especially as adults, that's where we can bring purpose to play Mm. in some ways. So sometimes it's physical skills. Like I have one game where I just took a little two by four and cut it into 18 inch sections. And then for younger kids, they can learn how to use a hammer and nails and measuring across. And you would just put nails every, like I started one, every two inches, then an inch and a half, then an inch. And then they, again, go grab a bouncy ball. You put a rubber band between nails on each side of the board. And then you try and bounce a ball in between each of the sections that you created with rubber bands. So they, I think, are willing to engage in learning that skill because they know the game is coming afterward. But at the same time, you're teaching them some basic carpentry skills within there. So that's why. Then you're doing hand-eye coordination. I mean, right? Oh, fine motor skills. That's all happening when they start bouncing the ball and trying to aim. Or Anyway, that's amazing. Yes. So many of the games that I do are definitely ways to build fine motor skills. So that I think is a fun one. Um, And sometimes it's not the physical. Sometimes it's the emotional. So there's one game that I thought uh, sometimes it's hard for everyone to talk about their emotions and just to even open up in certain ways or with certain groups um, and sometimes even with family. So I created a game called Emoji Emotions. And if you like apples to apples, it's somewhat similar where you have various cards to choose from and you put them in the middle. But this one, it's, there's a scenario, say it's, you have to speak in public or you come across a dog on the street and then everybody has a set of emotions to choose from like excitement or scared or shy or anxious or happy. And then you try and guess what would the person holding the card, what would their reaction be? And then afterward they share. And what I love about that, like I designed it so that you can just start to understand their personality. But every time we play, not only does the person who had the card share what their reaction is, but everybody else wants to share their reaction. Right. And even with my family, my family, extended family, super close. 
but when we play, there's things that we learn about one another. And even with my siblings after, you know, Uh 30, 40 years together and all of that. So it's, it's so much fun, but it's just creating that safe environment where we say, yeah, we can talk about things that maybe sometimes we don't want others to know that's our, you know, our purpose or our feelings behind it. So I love that aspect. And that's just like, you already said, I'm going to say it again, but that's so supportive, right? For a young child to, mm-hmm. to admit that he feels anxious or she feels anxious around a dog and then learn that someone else does too. Or that when in a situation yeah. where they feel excited, someone else feels, you know, fearful and just realizing, mm-hmm. I mean, that there's so much teaching that's happening there and so much, like you say, comfort and just this idea that I'm okay. You're okay. <laughs> we all yeah. approach things differently. So. Wow. And even being able to just label emotions, that's something yeah. that um, I just learned a few years ago mm-hmm. that when you can label an emotion at the heart of it, you can better deal with it. And it's mm-hmm. true. Sometimes it's like, oh, this is why I'm feeling. And as soon as I know that, mm-hmm. then I can move on from it, which is really powerful. So I thought, how can we create that at a younger age Wow, to be able to label that emotion too? So okay. And so this is not costing any money? Like this is something you designed and people print? Yeah. So I this, mean, this is one. Giving this all away. Oh, well, so that particular game, I have a few games on my website that are paid for. Um, oh, good. <laughs> so that's one that they can download and print. And that one is one of the paid games. The other ones that, that I've mentioned, I think, are all free ones on that. Well, so. I'm glad. I just was, I'm about to say, oh my goodness, you are just creating <laughs> so much goodness. How are you supporting yourself? So it's good to know that there are some of these more, well, super original, right, that mm-hmm. you've created um, that people can pay you for. So yeah, I'm actually really happy to know that. Yeah. Good. So we do have, okay. I, I try and do a little mix of them so that families of all income levels can find things yeah. to do, but that it can still sustain the site, like you said. So oh, um, that's awesome. And then some of the other ones, sometimes I think one of the other categories that I'll mention here is just the fun with food one. And that one, I think sometimes, especially as adults, we think, oh, we don't want things to get messy right. because we know we have to clean it and we know it can get really messy. But some of my, I think my nephew's favorite games have been the ones where I just say, let's go into my kitchen. And if you plan it the day before you're planning to clean your kitchen anyway, it works out great. We've yeah. had some, and I think the messy ones are ones, especially at the younger ages, that they just love um, and remember. So we've done somewhere I went through and I got just a box of Oreos um, and it took the cream outside of the center. And then we just had kind of those laid out on a cookie sheet. And then we each put a, like one of the brown sides, the cookie side of the Oreo. And we got spatulas and you had to try and fling your cream and get it to land on the center, on the on top of an Oreo oh cookie. So there was cream flying everywhere but it was so much I fun. love it um and somewhere it's like a cookie version of tiddlywinks which is yeah. I don't even know if people know what that is because I'm old enough to know what that is but okay yeah <laughs> or when we were for Thanksgiving um oh which maybe there is one other category if we have time that would be great to talk about of course but of course. um for Thanksgiving we were going to create a little turkey colored pumpkin pie with the frosting and just use you know if we took the cool whip and did like a red and an orange and a green and a yellow to be able to create this turkey feathers. But rather than just decorating, we thought, let's have them fling the cool whip, the color cool whip onto the turkey and make their own turkey feather coloring. And again, super messy, but so much fun. And they loved it. So I think sometimes just not being afraid of a mess creates some of those really fun memories. So. Oh, Brittany, I, okay. If you're listening to this and not like dying to get to your computer, right. Or pull up family fed on your phone. I don't know what's wrong with you because I just, it's, I'm sitting here with a big old smile on my face the entire time you're talking and you're bringing up these happy memories. I'm going to share one more and then we'll kind of, kind of wrap up. But I remember my mom one day 
Um, and I think it, we were probably bored, you know, and she's like, come to the kitchen table. And she had um, some snack pack puddings, which used to be in a little, probably aluminum container. Okay. So this is back in the day, but I remember that sound that it makes when you pop the lid off and she pulled it back. And I, you know, we thought she was going to hand us pudding to eat and she came over the table and she flipped it upside down, you know, <laughs> and we're like, what's mom doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> she shakes it out and she's like finger paint. And we were like, excuse her, you know, <laughs> what do you want us to do? You know, and then it takes 30 seconds and then everybody's finger painting and pudding. And anyway, so oh, there you go. That is so I had much fun. Awesome mom. And that just reminded me when you were talking about playing with food. Yeah. Okay, Brittany, thank you so much for just, for this, for creating this and then being willing to share it. It's such an amazing resource. I can't wait for people to to listen to this episode. And do you have anything else you want to add where people can find you, follow you? Any last thoughts before I ask you a couple of questions? Um, yeah, so we're also on Instagram. So at Family Fed on Instagram is one, okay. but, um, and then the link to the YouTube channel, that's just at the top of our familyfed.com site. So I think if they go there and they will see on that main page, um, you will find kind of our highlighted ones, but also if you click on the daily activities blog, that's where our running resource. And we post, usually I post about five times a week. So if you wow. click on that daily activities blog, then you'll really be able to see some of our most recent ones and kind of geared around the seasons. And we'll have a ton coming up for the holidays as well. So Oh, it's just seriously phenomenal. I'm so grateful that you reached out to me because now I'm going to be able to access all this stuff that I wouldn't have known about before. So you're awesome. Thanks for the chance to be on here. Of course. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm the one who's grateful. So a couple questions at the end, and I think you're familiar with these, but the first one is um, people, places, and things. I would love you to tell me about a person, place, or thing that has your focus right now. So I think for me, the it, my first thought that came to mind was a person, and that is Jesus Christ. Um, as the world is in kind of chaos and turmoil, I have found so much peace in yeah. him. And knowing that, yeah, we don't know what's coming. And I mm-hmm. don't know what it will look like. I would never have guessed that this is what it would look like now. But every day, right. no matter what the world is happening around me, I can find peace in him. And trust that he knows what's happening and what's going on and that he has our best interest in need. So just he has been my daily focus because he has been the one to bring me peace and joy and purpose amidst anything else that's going on around me. So that was a little bit more personal, but that is definitely the the one that has my most attention right now. Thank you. Thank you for trusting us with those, with that being personal. It's so interesting because we have actually a song, um, it, the song is titled Peace in Christ. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll play a little blip at the end. But, you know, my cute daughter, who's just a new teenager, like anytime we get in the car, she's like, Mom, should we play Peace in Christ? And I'm like, yes, we should. And I, you know, and I think I forget in all of my busyness and just the news that's on or whatever, you know, who knows what these kids are hearing and understanding and taking away. And I feel like that's her just saying, you know, I want to feel that again. And that comes through the Savior. So thank you for sharing that. And then my last question happens to be my favorite. Um, I want you to fill in the blank. I, Brittany, um, have exactly enough time for. I, Brittany, have exactly enough time for creating family memories. Uh, Mm. And it it doesn't have to add any extra minutes in my day. It can be the time that I already have with family and just putting a little spin on it. And and it can make any moment special when we do that. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you that we know each other. I know. 
I mean, it's just seriously such a joy. You, yeah. you are just a light. And if I can, oh. you can cut this out if you need to. But um, if I can share too, I remember years ago, you gave out a little bottle of sprinkles because you love to give, you love to sprinkle yep. joy everywhere you go. And I still have <laughs> that bottle of sprinkles. You are such an example of sharing joy and goodness. And it is such an honor to be able to be your friend and to know you because you continue oh to remind me to spread joy and sprinkle goodness everywhere you go. So emergency sprinkles. <laughs> Just in case you need some. Thank you, Brittany. Oh my goodness, that just made my day. So so friend, I will put all of the these good juicy links in the show notes and invite people to come to stacyjulian.com and learn more or just go to familyfed.com and get to know Brittany and, and explore what she's created. You are the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always so fun to chat with you. <laughs> okay, seriously, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go to family fed familyfed.com and totally explore what Brittany has put together for us. There are so many fun resources. One of my favorite sections is a whole post she did about putting together a play pantry, like knowing what things to order on Amazon. And she even shows you to display them in cute glass jars, like put them in the pantry with the cold cereal so that you can pull out the ping pong balls or the cotton balls or whatever it is you need to have on hand so that you can spontaneously burst out in play with your kids and your extended family. So I sat my daughter Addie down in front of the computer and I pulled up Brittany's YouTube channel and I said pick a couple games that you like and then we went to our website and I and I purchased a couple of the printable games and we printed them out and she's busy upstairs cutting them out so that we're, we're headed on a fun trip this weekend to be with extended family and she's going to take a couple of these games to share with her cousins. I'm so grateful to Brittany and I of course have put links in the show notes but you can go straight to her because she is the source I am telling you. Now, last week I mentioned I would love some speak pipe messages where you share with me and then eventually with everyone else some fun ideas um, that you are doing in your own home with your families. How are you creating memories? Um, perhaps you've been doing these things for years. Maybe some of these things you've created just in the last six months or so, so in the middle of this pandemic. So let me hear from you. I want to hear how your family has fun together and putting together another episode all about fun in families. Thank you for listening. I hope you have an incredible week and that you come back next Thursday for another episode of Exactly Enough Time. Time.